darkness has descended upon the city, and the creatures of the night have begun to stir. This is the time when the veil between the realms of the living and the dead is the thinnest, and all that is is not what it appears to be. Like a lone sentinel, one candle flickers in the night, revealing all that lurks in the darkness. This is Ghost Chronicles, Book of Shadows. Welcome to the Nightmare. Yeah, we've had enough. I think the uh, I think the spirits are messing with us this evening. Okay, I went, I did sound check, checked out everything. We got an amplifier running here, and I don't understand it, but whatever. Anyways, that's what you get for broadcasting a haunted location. But anyways, we are here at the uh, Haunted Victorian uh, live on TojiNet Radio, and with us is also uh, Nancy Sheehan from the Worcester Telegram. What came first, the Telegram or the Telegraph? <laughs> The Telegraph, I believe. Mm. So it's the Telegraph? Graham? Graham. Graham, okay. Graham. So anyways, we have broadcasting. And she actually is going to do a switch, and she's going to do an interview with me as well as the rest of us. So here you go, Nancy. Thanks, Ron. Have, you've been to the Haunted Victorian before, I understand. And I'm just wondering, what was it that drew you out here? That's a good question. I, yeah. I, <laughs> You know, you know what's funny, Nancy, is I have investigated hundreds and hundreds of places, and you know, after a while, they tend to get blurred in. Um, I really don't remember how I first started coming out here. Isn't that funny, Edwin? Uh, I'm trying to think too. Like our first, when we first spoke, it's it's been a couple of years. I'm trying to remember what drew you. Um, I'm not sure to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Has the paranormal activity picked up in that time or gotten smaller? Uh, since the last time you was here? Um, um, oh, yeah, I, I personally think, yeah, absolutely. Like in certain rooms, the activity does increase um, more than a couple of years back, um, especially the, I would say, the, the nanny's room and the, the nursery and the basement um, seems to be the most active as late. Um when we first moved in, it was the master bedroom where we got a lot of different things. It seems like it quieted down a little bit. Um, and I'm not sure why certain rooms are more active and then it stays quiet and then the other rooms get active. I, I don't have an explanation for that. Ron, is it, are they friendly ghosts in this house? You know, I've been here probably about three times, maybe four. Uh, I haven't experienced anything nasty, but is there... Uh, I'm going to pick my hat up because I'm getting it on camera. Uh, anyway, is there a nasty spirit here? I mean, I really don't know. I haven't run across it. I mean, Edwin could probably answer that question better than me, but uh, I really haven't uh, run into any. We've had some great experiences, though, I can tell you that. Uh, I know that he mentioned the story about the guy that spontaneous, spontaneously combusted. Say that three times fast. <laughs> Not really. Uh, you have trouble with once. Okay. So, anyways, um, we were in that room, and he, what 
I don't know if he told you that, but he also liked his liquor as well. And in fact, uh, I understand he did a lot of bootleg liquor as well. Yeah, mainly moonshine. That seems to be his favorite uh, moonshine. Yeah, and uh, he was an alcoholic, unfortunately, and he drank a lot. And one day he smoked a cigarette and drank some moonshine and spontaneously. Yeah, and it could be a, um, what they consider a case of spontaneously combusted. Um, the only issue with that is because it was a source of ignition. It's not really confirmed as though it was. However, because he was badly burnt, no other damage was done around him. The floor, ceilings, um, everything else was fine with the exception of him. So um, so in, in so many ways, it possibly could be. I guess it's something that still has to be researched further. Right. A lot of people don't believe in spontaneous combustion, but I, I find it fascinating anyways because there are usually uh, there'll be a fire. There won't be a lot of burning like in the whole room won't be on fire. It'll be just the body primarily in, in the immediate area. And a lot of times there'll be body parts that are left over that aren't burnt at all. That's right. Yeah. So, right. So it's kind of weird. But anyways, uh, while we were here, I think it was our first investigation with the New England Ghost Project here at the Victorian in Gardner, Mass. Um, we were in the main bedroom, uh, the, the room that he died in. And of course... Uh, I always come up with some crazy idea. And this particular one was we took a uh, shot glass of uh, uh, Jack Daniels, I believe it was. Yep, exactly. Yep, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, and we took a glow-in-the-dark planchette from, from Ouija board, and we brought him into the bedroom, and we, we sat around and attempted to make uh, contact. Uh, we put the shot glass full of Jack Daniels on top of the glow-in-the-dark Ouija board in the dark room, and we sat there, and we did EVPs and so forth. And I remember talking and saying, you know, uh, what was his name, Porteno or something like that? Or? Porteo, which is um, Portuguese. Um, it would be a, what they would say right before a toast. Yep. They would say Porteo. And I remember you had mentioned that. And after about a minute or so, um, you know, this is your last chance. Would you? It's better than that, that crap you used to drink. That's right. And then right there you can hear it. And it... it to me, it gives me chills because you can clearly hear it coming from the threshold, and it echoed throughout the whole room. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was really interesting because right, you know, potato, potato, I don't know, whatever. But whoever whoever it was, um, we, I kept saying, I said, you know, can you smell this Jack Daniels? I mean, I, I can smell it. it it's got to be so much better than that rock that you used to drink. Wouldn't you like some? Wouldn't you really like some? And then all of a sudden, in the background, you hear, yes. Ron, you've done hundreds of investigations. I'm just wondering, where does this house, you know, stand in the continuum in terms of hauntings? Is it one of the more haunted ones, or or not? That's a good question. You know, I always get asked, like, what's the most haunted place you've ever been? And it's really a, a tough question because each one is totally unique. They all have their own set of circumstances and so forth. And uh, this one ranks up there as far as activity. I think all the times I've been here, we've had some type of activity. And, oh, yeah, Edwin's got something to say. Um, well, I feel that, um, like in this particular location, there has been a lot of people. Um, when it originally was um, uh, the S.K. Pierce family home, shortly after the turn of the century, it became a brothel. Um, so there was a lot of negativity that was going on and a lot of pick 
people pick up on a lot of different things. And after that, it became a boarding house. So obviously there was a lot of energy and a lot of people and sometimes things get left behind and tragic deaths. I think that's why um, we recently just found out about a young girl that died here. Just two days ago, I found out her name was Rachel and she was because we get voices of children mainly in the basement. So when you hear a child giggling, um, it kind of gives you chills. Um, I think that's the most frightening, even though you hear um, some other um, EVPs or um, but yeah, something about children is kind of really creepy. But. Edwin, I just have to ask one question. From the outside, this beautiful house looks a lot like the Adams Family House. And it being the Halloween season, do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters here? Um, the last couple of years, um, we had tons of candy, and we might have had a total of about half a dozen. That's basically it. And actually, some of them purposely would cross the street. They avoid the, the parents like, oh, no, not there. And you can see them going on like, we're, we're yelling for them, come back. But um, I don't know why that is. I guess it's that creepy factor and and being like the Adams Family, the Munsters' home, I think that's why. Um, and also the Norman Bates home, same style, Second Empire home. So I think that's why it gives it a creepy factor. But. It's interesting you say that, too, because, you know, children seem, seem to be more sensitive than adults. And uh, I mean, remember uh, Robert the Doll. I don't know if you know about Robert the Doll from Key West. He was the, the doll of a, an artist and actually became possessed and everything else. The doll became alive and everything. In fact, it's still down in Key, Key West. But in the, in the house, uh, the doll eventually was in the guy's studio and he kind of like locked himself in here. And the doll would sit in the window and just look out. And the, the, the kids especially would, would go away because they knew the doll was alive so maybe that's how but anyways one of the rooms we're in uh this room we are in um this is where you saw the full apparition right oh absolutely that completely changed my whole outlook um there's no doubt in my mind that there is an afterlight and i haven't quite been the same since then um i probably the anxiety level i've probably lost about 25 pounds since that incident back in april 2009 yeah. wow. <laughs> um yeah, and I've, um, it's almost like that unsettling feeling like when someone, uh, you've been burglarized, uh, you really don't know when it's going to happen again, and you never, months go by and you still have that, that feeling that perhaps something might come out or something. It's like, uh, you know, and the stress, stress level has been extremely high since certain events that occur here, and me... Do you need a massage? I, I can do that for you. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm in my early 40s. In the first 40 years, I never um, had any paranormal experiences. I move in here, and that very weekend, we're bringing in boxes. You get um, crazy stuff you can't explain. So I start documenting a lot of things, specific times and dates. Next thing you know, you have like 50 incidents that you can't explain. So. The interesting thing, too, is, uh, of course, Ghost Hunters did this in their second season of of their existence and there is a rumor that they're coming back on them i'm not sure about it um but anyways uh what i was gonna say now oh we we're actually doing an event here aren't we yes we're going to be here on saturday october 29th and it is actually a new england ghost project uh ghost well Ghost Chronicles as well, investigation. We'll both be here. Exactly. We'll both be here, and we're going to be joined by um, EVP specialist Mike Markowitz and uh, the rest of New England Ghost Project team. 
And uh, if you're interested in tickets, there um, you can go to newenglandghostproject.com for more information. And uh, get your tickets fast. It's going to fill right up. And we're going to explore this whole fantastic, how many rooms? 15? Well, it's listed at 26 rooms. I guess if you count the basement, it is 26 rooms, 10,000 square feet. Um, it is a huge house. Um, but definitely, I, I wanted to touch on something that recently happened. Um, uh, we had new neighbors that recently moved in. And the mother um, went outside. She introduced herself to us. And she said, how many children do you guys have? And we told Lillian, we don't have any children. And then she kind of looked surprised, and she kind of took a step back. The next day, she brought it up again. And she says, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I was, you know, uh, asking you about if you had any children. But my little son says that, he's, that the little boy that's upstairs wants him to play with him, that his mommy won't let him come out. And we looked at each other, and we quickly um the the little boy's name is joshua he's about six or seven he kind of looks like a little bit of, like a little brad pitt so we started asking him um questions i'm like do you see a little boy he goes yeah i can see him in that window which is the first floor and he also sees him in the third floor and i said what does he look like is he wearing anything and he says yeah he's wearing some shorts and a t-shirt and his mommy won't let him play but he wants me to play with him in the big hallway in the second floor the boy's never been here before um, so I don't know if that's something he's, he has a gift of some sort. I don't know what's, but it's very, very creepy. Last year we had a gentleman who lived on the other side and him himself had, has actually said that he called me over and said, Eddie, Eddie, um, I didn't know you had a son. Uh-huh. And I said, uh, Mike, we don't have any kids. And he goes, well, who's the little boy that runs back and forth in the window? And I said, um, little boy, and that's when Lillian ran up to him and said, what did you say? He said, yeah, I can see a little boy, like he's playing a game in front of the window. I can see him clear. Every time I come out here and I'm smoking a cigarette, I can see him from time to time. Um, and actually, there's a third neighbor who's actually seen someone. Um, on the other side, on the third floor, he said that he came down and introduced himself to Lillian and said, I yet to meet your husband, but I see him up on the third floor. He's exercising. With the room with the, the light is on all the time, and he's going back and forth like he's exercising. And Lillian says, well, first of all, there's no electricity coming from that room. Second thing is Edwin doesn't like going up to the servants' quarters. And the third thing is um, there's no exercise equipment, so don't know what he's seeing. So these are neighbors that are picking up on, on recent stuff that's going around here. So I know we're coming up to the break right now. And uh, you know what? After the break, what we're going to attempt to do, I mean, this is the room you saw the full apparition. We're going to attempt to communicate with whatever spirit's with us tonight. So with the break coming up... Uh, we will come back and uh nancy will you get involved in this as well absolutely i'd love to should i be scared <laughs> bring extra underwear <laughs> okay so anyways we are coming up on the break right now and yep you are listening to ghost chronicles next generation with ann carrigan hey there and Ron Kolek, you're supposed to introduce me. Oh, and Ron Kolek. Oh, and our spe- special host tonight is Edwin Gonzalez of the Haunted Victorian in Gardner, Mass. And, uh, you know, if you haven't been to this place, you definitely, uh, uh, if they're having an event or something, you got to come down here because it is a cool place. So we'll be right back after the following messages on TojiNet, Ghost Channel and Beyond. 
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests who step with a veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com or call 978-740-9783. Happy Halloween! Okay, we're back again. That was not paranormal. That was my and not turning the mic back on. Oh, oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I clearly saw you turn the mic off. Exactly. Okay. So if you clearly saw me turn it off, then you should have clearly turned it on since you had the mic to introduce us. Anyways, so we are here at the Victorian. We're going to do some uh, glass swirling, and we've got Nancy uh, Sheehan from the Worcester Telegram. And we've got Edwin Gonzalez from the Haunted Victorian. We've got the blonde bombshell over there, Blondie. Okay. And you've got your uh, K2 meter there, right? Okay. So uh, for those who don't know, what is a K2 meter? KT, excuse me. K2 meter uh, is going to pick up if we have any energy in this room. Um, and it has a series of lights on it. So it's uh, if we have anything... Um, you know, a spirit come through, it's going to register an electronic uh, charge on this device. Is that the scientific explanation? <laughs> and we also have a mel meter here. Uh, we all know what a mel meter is, of course, and that measures EMF as well as the temperature, which is 466 degrees Fahrenheit. Whoa, it's balmy. <laughs> Lovely. What the hell is that? Now it's 2,600. 1800 degrees Fahrenheit. All right. This is doing really well tonight. Every piece of electronic equipment we have is failing. 806 degrees. Okay, there you go. I thought it felt a little warm in here. Yeah, okay. So, anyways, uh, we are getting ready to do this. And what we're going to do, have you ever seen this before, Nancy? No, actually, I have no idea what you're about to do. Okay. Uh, you can put that down on the table there, Ann. Okay. So basically, this is a, an old method of uh, communicating with the with the spirits. Um, it's called glass whirling. Uh, I was introduced to it by a uh, British uh, group that came over here, oh, four or five years ago, and we did the Lizzie Borden house together. And you've heard of Lizzie Borden house. Oh, absolutely. That's probably one of the most famous haunted houses. It's one of them, next to Edwin's, of course. <laughs> so anyways... Um, Basically, we're all going to go around here. We have to have our feet flat. On the now, where are you going? Oh, my God. She's, she's so anal. <laughs> Anyways, so we're all going to put uh, one finger on the, on the uh, thingy here. First, let me, one second. Okay. Very good. All right. 
So we are, there's four of us, we each put a single finger on top of this glass and it's already moving. Uh, who's doing that? Okay. Okay. Uh, who's ever moving the glass? It's, it's moving towards you, Nancy. No, but I'm not pulling it. I don't get it. You can take your finger off any time and it's still going towards you. Okay. Thank you, whoever's here. Uh, if you are a male spirit, for you can put your finger back on, yes. If you are a male spirit here, can you move, move the glass for us? Okay. Uh, can you try a little harder? That really does not impress me. Sorry. Can you try a little harder, please? You can use our energy. We give it freely as long as you meet it. It's no harm. Okay. If you're a female spirit, can you move the glass? No, it's just more than one. More than one spirit here. We hit the glasses moving a little bit more with, we said a female. Okay, we would like to speak to the female spirit. Anything on the K2? No. Nope. Okay. So, do you know if there's any female spirits here, uh, Edwin? Uh, there is um, one known, uh, the nanny, um, which is the next oh. room over. Oh, okay. Okay. That would make sense. They said the nanny, and, it, and it, that's it. You can try a little hotter, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Can you try a little hotter? We mean you no harm. Come closer as long as you meet us, no harm. All right. Let's ask her a question. Uh, Nancy, why don't you ask a question? Are you the nanny that once lived in this house? The glass is moving in a circular motion. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty stronger than before. Yeah, it really is. Oh. What does that mean, Ron, when it moves in a circular motion? Uh, usually, when there's motion, that's a yes. When there's no motion, it's a no. Okay. Well, yeah, we know that. I just said it. Didn't you say it? <laughs> uh, a lot of times, Nancy, when you were doing this, you will feel almost, if another spirit comes in, almost a change in the atmosphere as well as, this is going good now, as well as uh, you'll have a feeling yourself. It's, it's totally different. Even, even the motion of the glass will change at times. It's pretty interesting uh, phenomena, but... All right, so we have a woman here, and you are the nanny. Is that correct? Oh. Okay, she's she's yeah. getting strong. You're getting much strong. I'm feeling. Are you comfortable with us here now? Yes. So, Nancy, do you have a question for this spirit? Why are you still here in this house instead of going to the next phase? Of course, you realize that she can't answer that with a yes and no, so that's why the glass stopped. Uh, is there a reason that you're still here in this house? And the glass started swirling again, yes. Does it have to do with the children that you once cared for? No, it has nothing to do with the children. Is there another reason? The glass went towards Edwin. Must be that new cologne I bought. <laughs> could be, could be. 
So is it is there Edwin a reason one of the reasons you are it's going off already as soon as I started even talking Edwin's name started measuring All right, that's cool Another question is Edwin someone who in a previous lifetime lived in this house when you did It stopped so that would be no <laughs> Do you like Edwin being here? Wow. Okay. Is it Maddie? Is your name Maddie? No. Oh, interesting. Back to you, kid. I don't know. I went back to Edwin. So, Edwin, who was Maddie? Maddie was the nanny who took care of the children back in the late 1800s. Okay, so are you the nanny that took care of the ch it's going, yes. So why did she say did what did we what was the question we asked? Are you nanny? Maybe there was another nanny. No. Was there more than one was there more than one nanny? Glass stopped again. All right, this is weird. All right, the glass went to Edwin again. So have you seen this uh, nanny of this woman? I have not, but others have seen her in the nanny's room. Um, witnesses have seen her, um, dark hair, tall and slim. Um, I've heard her voice um, through EVPs and mainly EVPs. Will you show yourself to Edwin? Maybe. She seems to be, well, let's put it this way. Can you show yourself to Edwin? No, for some reason, there's no movement. All right, so this may be a man, nanny, uh, you know, according to she, she is. But you know, Nancy, spirits can lie. I had no idea. What would be their motivation? Uh, sometimes they think it's just a big joke. Um, you know, we, we'll do things and they think it's just games and they don't want to be part of that game. So they'll just, spirits can lie just like regular. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. It's, it's going to you. I have no reason why. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Okay. Uh, any other questions for her before we uh, break this? Are you happy here? Yes, Ann? Ann? I'm trying to, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read our chat room to make sure they can still hear us. You, you, they would play music if they can't hear us. Oh, okay. All right, okay. Oh. All right. Okay. So anyways, I think we're going to break it right now. We want to thank you so much, uh, whoever this was, Maddie, I guess. And uh, do, you have, wait a minute, do you have anything else you'd like to say to us before we stop? Okay. We want to thank you very much. Okay. So that, uh, Nancy, is a, a little uh, demonstration of glass swirling. Uh, is it scientific? No. Uh, it's, it's not much different than, I would think, dowsing or uh, what else? 
Ouija board, yeah. mediumship. Do you find that it usually works when you attempt it this way? I actually love this method of communication because it's fun. And I really do. And, I, you know, I mean, part of the why I do it is because I enjoy doing it. And believe it or not, by enjoying it and having a good time with it, the spirits feel that as well. And it actually raises the vibration. And sometimes you can get actually better communication. You'll see a lot of, especially uh, TV shows now, where they'll go in and they'll challenge the spirits, you know, and they'll they'll say a lot of nasty stuff, basically. And, uh, you know, that's not always the way to do it. I'm not saying it's, they can't do it. I mean, they, they do whatever. There are other ways of doing it, too. And sometimes by jovility. Joviality? That works, too. That, that could be. That, that also does it. I speak Ron. <laughs> it, it also raises the vibration. And uh, uh, I, I remember one time we were doing this um, house up in... Oh, way up in New Hampshire, and we got together, and I, I'm trying to think, was it table tipping or a, a seance town type thing, but uh, we'd all around a little table, it might have been table tipping, and we had joined hands, and we started to talk to the spirit, and then one of the guys was with, his stomach started growling, and of course, we just burst out on laughing, you know? And Maureen was with us. Maureen's a trans medium, of course. And so uh, uh, she picked up on this. And, and then every time we would go through this whole thing, she was doing this um, protection thing. And, and we got really quiet. And all of a sudden, his stomach would start growling again. And we'd burst out laughing. But, but then again, and then my, Maureen, she, she broke in because she had made contact with the spirit at that time and said that the uh, spirit was uh, very jovialent. I mean, uh, was very jovial? happy. Yeah, that too. Jovial. 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 It was, it almost like it was laughing along with us. And, and it came closer and closer as we loosened up and, and listened. So, yeah, there, there are many ways to contact spirits. And, and being uh, nasty to them is, is, is not necessarily the only way to do it. Is there any danger when you're trying to contact ghosts? Um, there is actually always a danger when you're contacting the other side because we really don't know a lot about it. Uh, if you believe there is negative energy out there or demons, uh, and I do, uh, you can run into them. Uh, even if you don't believe in demons, uh, a lot of spirits that have passed to the other side, if they were a son of a gun in this life, they're a son of a gun in the next life until they changed. Uh, a lot of times I get yelled at because they say I don't uh, respect spirits. And certain spirits, uh, you know, if they haven't changed and they were a son of a gun or a pedophile or a peeping Tom in this life, then they certainly don't deserve any more respect because they're dead. Uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot to get killed. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing. So, uh, but, you know, you do have to have... Did it really? Yeah. So... So we, we were here talking, and all of a sudden the K2 went off. Uh, it's, it's really interesting, uh, the paranormal. We don't know everything. I had uh, on Ghost Chronicles International, I had uh, Cal Cooper, who was a parapsychologist, and, we, and he was talking about uh, uh, the laws of physics and the laws of our realm and how they apply to different things like the K2 meter and, and other things. And the thing is, 
we don't know these same laws of nature, same laws of physics apply to the other realm, the other side, the other dimension that we're attempting to contact to. They may have a completely set of different uh, laws and things that work in our realm may not have any use to them on the other side. For especially if they don't have bodies, just consider that. I mean, there's no weight. I mean, you don't have to worry about gravity or anything. Uh, so, I mean, it's all, it's, and that's just a scratch. I mean, they believe there's like 11 dimensions or something. So, it's funny. So, anyways, uh, Nancy, we want to thank you. Is anything else you'd like to ask us? And Halloween is your busy month, Ron. What's it like for you in October? Uh, October is like uh, the ghost hunter's Christmas season in retail. Uh, you know, that's usually a big month. It, you know, we get people like you <laughs> who come looking for a ghost story. Uh, but ghosts are a year round. They're always here. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't talk about them, uh, but they're there all the time. I mean, I used to be on the, the board of... Uh, the appeals board for Harvard Pilgrim, and I used to sit with doctors, lawyers, uh, um, psychiatrists, psychologists, the whole, the whole spiel, and they all knew what I did because I never hired what I did. That's the way I reach out to people is let them know what I do. And if they have a story, they're, they're more comfortable approaching me, and that's what happened. They used to always tell me their stories and want to hear about what happens with me. So uh, it, if you reach out to people, uh, you know, they have stories. They just a little shy at telling them, you know, they don't want to be considered a quack. But even myself, I mean, I I was asked to run for, uh, like, selectman in town, and, I, and I'm looking at it like, okay, <laughs> someone's actually going to vote for, vote for a ghost hunter. I says, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> so it's still, it's still a stigma involved to it. So we want to thank you for asking us, though. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed it tremendously. Yeah, it's a little scary, but it's okay. Uh, okay. One what, what of these times we'll get, we'll get you out to a real ghost hunt, and you'll get to see some of the more, uh, I hate to use the word scientific, but the more uh, scientific approach to some of the ghost hunting that, that we do through infrared and other things. So. I look forward to it. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, okay, so let's, we got to finish up here. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. Thank you. Yeah, have well, that was interesting. I didn't know who we were going to contact or whatever, but. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me on, Ron. I really greatly appreciate it. Yeah, we still have another 15 minutes, so that's fine. If you want to go, actually, we can talk about some of Okay, excellent. Thank you so much. Okay, so we're going to let uh, Evelyn, uh, what's his name? Edwin, go. <laughs> oh, no, Evelyn? No, he's Evelyn? I don't know. Wow, that was fast. Shoo, wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that was kind of neat, huh? Yes, that was that was cool. I always love the uh, glass drawing. I, I, I do too. I, I find a lot of fun, and, and you know, it's not very scientific, and I, I realize that. Uh, but it, it is fun, and it's interesting. And the information you get from it, you can verify it in a lot of instances. We can find out was there a nanny by the name of whatever this nanny was? Was there more than one nanny? I mean, these are the things that we can actually go back into history and find out. So, yeah, maybe that made sense. Maybe it didn't. We don't know. Yeah, and I think to me, I mean, it's just an, it is another form of dowsing because, I mean, when I'm using my pendulum and I'm dowsing, I mean, you're the conduit, you know, for that energy to come. It's actually coming through you, going down the chain, going to the pendulum, and you're getting a particular motion. You know, you're, you're, everybody has their own yes and no motions 
And I mean, it's the same thing with a glass. Um, you're going to get a yes, you're going to get a no. And, and that's, it, it's, it's really the same thing. So it, it's, I think it's a great communication tool. Yeah, like I said, I enjoy it. But anyways, I noticed we had one of the uh, questions from the chat room. And that said, uh, can you get a little kid on the glass? It sounds like it's one of those cans with the wire, like <laughs> we're talking to them that way. No, we, I mean, through the movement. And, and yes, you can reach any spirit. Uh, you know, we, we have passed. Uh, there are a lot of times where you'll have several spirits trying to communicate with you. So you have to kind of like separate them and say, you know, we, we want to talk to the, the woman. We want to talk to the man. We want to talk to the little boy or whatever it is. And a lot of times uh, there's almost like a a little wah going on at times. There, there might be a predominant spirit in the house and they don't want another spirit to talk to you and, and you can get nervousness through the glass where the spirit is actually nervous talking through you. There's a lot of interesting possibilities uh, with that. Yeah, I think, and I think um, sometimes it does. It just kind of, it kind of gets hung up. It's almost like it's, it's quivering, you know, like my chain, you know, would do on my pendulum. I mean, sometimes it's just kind of hanging there. So that's kind of a little power struggle, I think. Right, I think so too. But anyways, I, I did want to mention we, uh, and I think I started off the show, but we don't. That kind of got a rocky start in the beginning of the show. Oh, my God, I mean, really, we we have got to figure out a way to solve this problem. Uh, you know, we've gone to a hump, couple of haunting locations. I really, you know, I really don't understand what happened because we have a amplifier and we have a what do you call it, a mixing board? Yeah. We have a mixing board, and you know, we have power to them, so. We shouldn't have any problems, but yet we do, so uh, I'm really not sure about that. But anyways, um, we were at the cemetery. We went to the Lowell Cemetery today. Oh, yes, we did. It was awesome. It's great. I've been trying to get there for years. And we've got a lot of pictures, and I, I think we'll probably have those up on our webpage. Either the, uh, well, I, I did, and I'm going to put them up. So if you go to my page, which is Ronald Kolick, um, I will have a, an album of, of photographs from there. What's that? They'll be up on, um, I'll have them up on Cemetery Tripping as well, my Facebook page, Cemetery Tripping. Uh, Got to give me a couple days, though, guys. I'm, <laughs> I'm running a little behind. <laughs> Trust me, you're, you're behind is not little. Oh, you are cruising, mister. You are cruising. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we had a great time at the uh, cemetery. Uh, there's a lot of neat um, statues, I guess you call them, tombstones or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, lots of statuary, angels, um, other ladies, some great, we saw some great winged orbs. Yeah, that's one of the things I did want to touch upon is a lot of people go to the cemeteries and they see these statues, they see these different symbols, and there is actually meaning for some of these symbols like do you want to give us like a little primer on, on some of the the more common ones and the more interesting ones i think that the um the more common ones that you see especially in uh colonial era cemeteries in new england you're going to see um death's heads you're going to see which is like you know that's your your scary skeleton with the wings you're going to hear see soul effigies which is a more cherubic face Again, with the wings, um, you're going to see urns and willows. Dave, you get me and... that infrared in that room? <laughs> oh, no. cool. oh, we 
Yep. We have an infrared uh, camera yep. in the other room that. Yep. Well, uh, let us know if you got anything. Yep. Thank you. Um, so, anyways, um, you'll see a lot of those things from the colonial era today. We did see a lot of winged orbs, which um, is actually more of an Egyptian kind of thing, kind of leaning that way. Um, the orb actually, you know, being more like the sun. So, uh, it really is a really fascinating cemetery. If you can get up there. Um, you're going to see a lot of neat old things and new things. Even, uh, you know, the newer stones are coming out with the laser etchings. So you'll actually have someone's picture, you know, etched into that stone. So really uh, but a very historic and great cemetery. Uh, and there's some with photographs are, are, that's yeah. not uncommon to have that, right? I mean, it's not like really common, but it's not uncommon. In other words, right. they do exist. Right. Uh, you will see graves. Um, and they did have have graves back in the uh, in the 1800s that actually would have uh, a photograph on them. It might be like a daguerreotype, and um, they don't always last. But now you're seeing, you know, even stones, you know, from the 40s, 50s had pictures on them. And now we're coming back to that again as we, you know, come into you know the new the new century. Um, Going to be more and more common. To get those photos on there so um it, it kind of puts you more in touch with who that person was you know do, do you know the next thing that they will be doing is of course audio i mean that's almost oh, absolutely. yeah actually you know what they're doing now is um they're putting on the um the scans that you can actually scan with your um you know your mobile device with your phone and um it will actually have a little history of the person Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, that's the newest thing. Right. So, like, I could, uh, you know, say, you know, to all those, uh, kiss my butt and have a picture of my butt up there. <laughs> uh, whatever you want. Whatever floats your boat, Ron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'll know exactly who you are. Oh, yeah. They will. Yeah, I know we're running out of time. But uh, there were a couple of other things that you mentioned about what you were looking uh, we saw a lot of like uh, ladies, and I know that's your your thing is you yeah. really like the ladies, but they, they were holding different things and they meant different symbolism. Can you can you give us a little bit about that? Well, you have um, a lot of them have anchors, um, which is a symbol of hope. That's um, you know that you have hope, you have faith. There's a whole series of lovely ladies um, holding various objects. Usually, um, you know, there's one with a star on her forehead. Um, but hope always is holding an anchor. So it's not doesn't necessarily mean that the person who was buried there was a sea-going person. It's just their particular um, symbol of, of, of saints that they chose. Um, some of them are holding books. Some of them are holding swords. You'll see um, sometimes angels with swords. So um, just a whole plethora of different uh, armaments for those ladies. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting because there are, there are a lot of misconception, and, and as you said, uh, when you see a, a sword or a anchor, it's not necessarily that they were seamen or whatever. Uh, and the other thing was that I always found interesting was they had these little stones and and some of the plots, and people were always say, "Oh, little kids buried there, little kids," but but those were actually footstones. Oh, a lot of t- colonial era cemeteries, there was always a headstone and a footstone, um, and over time. You know, a lot of times the footstones just disappeared. 
But if you see one like snugged up against a larger stone, that's just a footstone. And it's just a little tiny stone. Okay, we're just about out of time, and I do want to mention that, once again, we are at the Haunted Victorian and Gardner, and on the 29th, we will be doing a ghost hunting here with NEGP and the Ghost Chronicles, Ann and Mike Markets will be with us, and it'll be really great, and if you want tickets, go to our uh, website, which is com. the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and you can buy your tickets right there. So, until next week, I guess it's time to say good night and God bless. Good night, everybody. Thanks so much. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the Okay, here's the situation. My mama gave me her old car for graduation.